Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us this week and starting your weekend here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, uh, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Pachuda. Oh, yeah. That would be a little weird, wouldn't it? That would that would that would get you that would get you one Brutula a Bruda a Bruda a Bruda or Bruda or Bruda I'm going Pabruda okay I get in the middle there sounds good to me all right then wherever you are in our fine state even if you are in Clark County you can get Strange Brew Coffee House taken care of and delivered to your door every day just order it online strangebrewcoffeehouse.com They've got you covered. Every kind of coffee machine you got in the in the counter, they got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. You guys really did a great job yesterday. I, I sent out that link uh, for uh, the, the black state sweatshirt with the white state across it that we've seen Coach Leach wear so many times. And it, was, it became a very popular item over at College Corner, I was told. So thanks for uh, supporting our sponsors here on uh, – on uh, Thunder and Lightning, and they may or may not be sending uh, a sweatshirt Robbie Falk's way, is what I was told. Oh, really? Oh, yes. <clears throat> you know, I saw a ton of those last night at uh, the Coliseum. Yeah, that's super popular, man. It's, yeah. It's and it, did you know that he had that specially made? Really? Uh, stick. I think it was Stick that shared the story the other day mm-hmm. that when he was at Mississippi State, Mike had seen the... Um, those uniforms, the gray uniforms that um, Stick had helped produce the, with the, um, I guess I think it was like the, the helmets they have like the Air Force, yeah, yeah, thing or something, whatever the Sonny Montgomery, right, right, right. So they had the state that block state type um, outline on the jerseys, and Leach really liked that, <clears throat> and he had it. I believe Stick had said he had it specially made, and it was like his favorite. Obviously, it was it was one of his favorite shirts or sweatshirts because he wore it every Saturday. Yeah, but that that thing has been basically specially formatted and uh, is now being sold and yeah. uh, really in, in Mike Leach's honor. I mean, it's yeah. it's really cool. Really cool. So you can get those at straight uh, at College Corner, two locations are serving the Jackson area, uh, originally by Fleet Feet and Flow by the Half Shell, or you can shop online collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's uh, flagship restaurant. Right there on the corner of Maine and Washington. For lunch, you can't beat them. They have the best blue plate in town. And also, you know, on top of that, I mean, they got great burgers, great sandwiches there, po' boys. But then for dinner, again, you know, the best experience in town. 
everybody knows they have the uh, the crawfish dip and the barbecue okra. Maybe my top two appetizers in the city of Starkville. They're they're definitely mm. in the discussion for sure. Mm. When when Robbie Falk gives you the, mm, you know it's right. Mm. You know it's right. Lord so, Jesus. All right, now let's call it down. Don't need to. We don't need to bring oh. our Savior's name into this. It's going to be okay. Oh, that ah. was a thank. That was a that was a thank you. I hear you. I hear you. Check them out over there at Restaurant Tyler, Starbucks flagship restaurant. Firehouse Subs, check them out for lunch today. Hit up the Firehouse Subs app. You download the app, you order your sandwich, it's ready within minutes, and you pick up your sandwich and a bunch of reward points to go with it. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Flowood, Madison, Firehouse Subs. So anything happened after we were off the air yesterday? I, I didn't listen to what future Brian had to say. Pretty much everything. Our, our show our show was <laughs> it wasn't a complete loss because oh. we basically predicted everything that happened but at the same time like everything that we were kind of speculating had not occurred until after the show that's how it goes sometimes it is um, I thought you did a good job just keeping that in there but also including the things that the happened first ever so split future Brian uh <clears throat> podcast so good work by him zach arnett is now the head coach at mississippi state details announced today four years three million per so a 12 million dollar deal um no 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 details at this time about the assistant pool but you were paying mike leach 5.5 and you're paying what another 1.5 to arnett so you've got a savings if you will of of three million dollars in there have to assume that a good portion that'll go to the the assistant pool which I don't expect a whole lot of change, a whole lot of turnover there, possibly just as easy as adding one more coach. What do you think, Robbie? Do you think there, you might see more than one new face on this staff? I've heard that that's possible. It's really entirely up to Zach Arnett, I think. This is now his his team. This is now his program. This isn't a, you know, the interim tag is off. And I think we discussed that briefly yesterday that you probably needed to come out and, and name him permanent head coach. And you also need – a lot of people have asked, why, are you, why do you make a four-year deal when we don't know what he's going to be able to do? Well, the reason that you do that is because you need some assurance f- for their recruiting purposes. You can't, you can't put their hands behind their back, tie their hands behind their back with just a one-year deal and players not knowing whether or not they're going to have a coach for, for those uh, four seasons. So that's why that's why you do that. You got to d- put some assurances in, and it is now his team basically. And I think from what I've been told, he's going to make his own decisions on what the staff looks like moving forward. So that's going to be something to watch in, in the coming weeks, whether or not we see things kind of stay status quo. Do you keep the the entire staff intact and and just add one assistant here? I think they're probably going to go get an OC, a guy that is going to be top of the line OC that runs the offense his way. And there could be some kind of, you know, the air raid principles or, you know, a a Mike Leach disciple. I don't know what they're going to go with. That's again, up to Zach Arnett on that because it's his team now, but I feel certain that they're at least going to add an offensive coordinator. And from there, that guy might want his own guys. I, I don't know, but I would be surprised if it happened before or around the bowl game. I think right. this is something that you probably handle at the first of the year. 
Yeah, yeah. You definitely want to get through the bowl game, and then you go from there. Do you, will that allow if? I know that if if you have a head coaching change, it, it opens up potential releases from national letters of intent. Is that the same with an assistant coaching change, or would states just be in the clear? Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. I'm, I'm sure that they could probably use the excuse that there was a head coaching change uh, because at the end of the day, I mean, that factors into it as well. So I, I'm pretty sure that anybody that wants to get out of their letter of intent can get out of their letter of intent um, right now from Mississippi State. They're all but On the flip side of that, Mississippi State has a chance to bring in players twice for official visits because they've had this coaching change. So there's a chance that they could also have, uh, you know, some of these players that they've wanted to get back for, for official visits back on campus again this weekend. So that's a, that's a major plus for them too. So you got, you know, you got both sides of it there. You can have a negative reaction here or you can have a positive reaction. In fact, that you can get more people back on campus. Let's talk about some potential names for offensive coordinator. I think the name that, that keeps popping up the most is Seth Luttrell, the former uh, North Texas head football coach, played football at Oklahoma under Mike Leach when he was the offensive coordinator there. He is he is the air raid guy that that incorporates a little bit more of the running game. It's I don't know if it's it's like I don't know how the word for it, but it's kind of weird in that the names that are being thrown out for this position are all air raid guys that run the ball more than Mike Leach. It's almost like the things that we wanted to see, we're going to see it, but we don't want to see it because of the circumstances. It's a really odd situation, but Latrell's name has come up a few times um, among others. Uh, Graham Harrell's name has come up a few times, who's currently the the offensive coordinator at West Virginia, an air raid guy, obviously played and threw for a ton of yards as a quarterback under Mike Leach. Are those the top two names, or is there somebody else we should be looking at? You know, I haven't heard any names on the record um, from anybody, those are those are names that make sense. Those are the, that's why you're seeing those names thrown out the most because they just simply make sense. Um, you're talking about Seth Latrell, who I've heard is is wanting another head coaching job, but I don't know if he's going to get another head coaching job that's better than Mississippi State's offensive coordinator position right now. Um, and he might, I don't, I don't know, but. You got a guy that was a Mike Leach guy. He's his offense has evolved away a little bit from Mike Leach, but he also still has that that foundation of the air raid. So I think he could very easily come in here with a seamless transition and um, and go from there. He played for Mike Leach, I want to say as well. Mm-hmm. So yes. deep deep ties to Leach, deep ties to the air raid, and he's also been able to evolve it a little bit, which is what Mississippi State fans want. He would be at the top of my list, uh, personally. And this is a guy that was also a head coach for six or seven years, too, and a pretty successful one at North Texas. So he can also provide a little bit of um, a sounding board for Zach Arnett, who might still need a little more guidance. I mean, this is a guy that a lot of people don't know if he's ready just yet for this position. And he's kind of being thrust into it. So it, it would be nice to have a guy that has that experience being a head coach, albeit not on uh, the power five level, but being a head coach is being a head coach. So that's one name. That would probably be my top guy on the list. And then you have uh, 
Zach Kidley is another guy that that's come up. He came up a little bit last year when people were discussing the possibility for uh, another offensive coach from Mississippi State with Mike Leach. And again, uh, a guy that's got you know some of those same principles in mind um, over the years uh, uh, as far as Mike Leach is concerned. And he's started to become kind of an up and up and coming coach in college football, went from Western Kentucky, of course, set so many records with Bailey Zappi there at Western Kentucky, and now is uh, is Sonny Cumbie's uh, – not Sonny Cumbie, uh, uh, I forget who their new coach is, but he's his offensive coordinator, uh, Joey McGuire. Um, and I, a guy that I think would, would also be perfectly capable to come in here, be, be an OC as well. So those would be my top two names. There are others out there, but both of those guys make sense. If you're, want, if you're wanting to stay air raid, which right. which it, it appears that that's the way I feel like at least in year one, you gotta gotta yeah, you gotta stick with that. I think it's too late to find a, a, a transfer portal quarterback. You gotta stick with Will, and that's yeah. what you can do is, is run the air raid. Defensively, is it just as simple as they're gonna elevate Matt Brock or 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 could, is it possible they, they've tried to figure something out there? Yeah, that's gonna be another thing to watch. I mean, Zach Arnett has as good a pulse on it as anybody knowing what, what's in his uh, room, he knows whether or not Matt Brock is capable. If he doesn't believe Brock is capable of running that thing, it's going to be pretty easy. You're going to see another defensive coordinator in there. Right. So um, you should feel good either way about whatever happens because you know that Zach Arnett has the pulse on that side of the ball. I'm not concerned at all about the defense. Um, as long as it's Mississippi State and you're not throwing – Peter Sermon out there, I feel like the defense is going to be pretty solid all the time. And with Zach Arnett at the helm, it would be a little bit of a shock if it wasn't pretty good, uh, especially what they got coming back. So I don't see a huge need to change things up there. You got I, I, you got to think that Matt Brock's probably ready for that moment, and uh, we'll, we'll see if that's the case. But I, I know that Zach Arnett cannot run the defense as a head coach. I just I don't I don't think that that's uh, plausible. He's not he's not going to be able to do what he does on the sideline, um, or I don't think it's beneficial for Mississippi State for that to happen. I think there needs to be somebody that primarily runs the defense, and Zach's giving his input as well, because you need Zach to kind of be you know kind of a CEO type um, overseer there. And you know you might differ on that. I don't know, but that's just the way I see it. No, I, I, I definitely I see where you're coming from for sure. I, I just feel like the 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 you know you only have one spot to fill. It's I think it's best filled on the offensive side of the ball with with a with a, an experienced play caller that that and that's why I, I like Latrell a little bit just because as a former head coach maybe that gives him Arnett another sounding board somebody who's been at the top and and and, and understands the decisions you have to make there. I think defensively you're pretty sound. You know, I mean you've been so good defensively the past few years. Your defensive recruiting seems to be picking up. Feel pretty good about the guys you're bringing in on that side of the ball. Offense is where you know. We, I mean, if we we look back into the season, offense is where we had the most concerns week in and week out. So you know, bringing in a new face and some new ideas offensively. I mean, that's something we kind of talked about during the season was having new ideas and new 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 faces offensively. So it looks like it's going to happen. You know, under unfortunate circumstances. Um. Is it 
new offensive coordinator would also probably need to be new quarterbacks coach, right? That, that was a Mike. That was another role Mike Leach held. Or, or do you bring? Do you move somebody on staff? Uh, I think it's been mentioned that Holland said could possibly move to quarterbacks coach. Is that how you, you see it happening? Could very well could. I think he was working with quarterbacks some when he was a GA. So it, it's really this is really going to be intriguing because if you bring in an offensive coordinator. I don't know if the offensive coordinator is going to be perfectly fine with just having everything like it was like that. That guy's probably going to want to have his own staff or at least maneuver some guys around. So that's, that's what I'm waiting to see. I would not be shocked in the least if we saw some different faces on the offensive side of the ball after this is all said and done. Um, You know, not many people do this split wide receiver coach thing. Right. That was always kind of strange to me. Um, so maybe you move Hollingshead to, to quarterbacks, maybe Spurrier's the wide receiver guy. If Spurrier doesn't end up staying, maybe you go get Chad Bumpfus. Hmm. I, I don't know. Don't get everybody started now. No, that's going to, that's going to get the, the bushes ruffled. Um, I don't know what, I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. But I, the one thing that I think is going to happen is Mississippi State is going to bring in an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I just I don't the, the, if they kept things like they were right now that would be kind of that that wouldn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. You don't have a specific uh, coordinator that has that done this before. This is okay for a bowl game to have this, but Mississippi State needs a legit offensive coordinator that's going to be able to shape the offense. I don't think it's going to be Mike Leach's air raid offense moving forward. I think there's going to be some tweaks to it, I would assume, unless you bring in a guy that is, you know, Mike Leach personified and how he runs offense, and there's not many of those guys left. So um, I think there's going to be some tweaks to the offense, but I think there's there might be some air raid um, philosophies that you bring in with your offensive coordinator. I just don't know for sure what direction they're going to go. The other thing to consider is, you know, a lot of the new fangled, I love saying that, new fangled versions of the air raid, they will incorporate a tight end from time to time. You might need to bring a tight ends coach in at this point. I mean, so even though there's only one spot open, there's a lot of potential for shuffling. And at the end of the day, you, you, you made the point earlier, this is Zach Arnett's staff now. You know, if once you get through the bowl game, if he wants to make some changes, he's well within his rights to do so. And, you know, I don't think he has any reservations against that. Right. Uh, I think he's going to do whatever is best for Mississippi State. And at the end of the day, I mean, his job is on the line. So this isn't a, you know, interim tag anymore. He is in, he is in the captain's chair, so to speak. So, um, you know, this is going to be an interesting ride, but I think you have a guy and Zach Arnett that fits this culture to a T. He might be from out west. He might not be a Mississippi guy, but something about him has always felt Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the fact that he has a tractor or he has chickens and cows and a lot of like it's a, a nice We're playing on some stereotypes here, Falk. A nice yard, a nice nice manicured lawn, but um, just the blue collar mentality of him. The that three three five defense it just feels real jolly done, like he just from the start has felt Mississippi State. Uh, so I don't know if this works out, 
I don't know. You know, he might be a complete failure. I I would be a little surprised if he was a complete failure at this because he has all the makings of an of a head coach. But it made the most sense for Mississippi State to do this, and I feel like from a culture standpoint, there isn't anybody better for the job to sell Mississippi State than this guy. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I, you know, if you talk about bulldog mentality, if that's really a thing, I do think that Zach Arnett might might epitomize that. Just he looks a little bit like a bulldog, to be totally honest with you. I mean, not not as a bulldog fan. I mean, an actual bulldog. And he just, you know, he's never going to tell you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. It's always it's always going to be what you need to hear. He's uh, he's never going to sugarcoat anything. Um, I don't think we're going to have a a ton of like sound bites at, at media. There might be some funny moments where he just absolutely makes a, a media member cower in fear, and that might be me. Yeah. I could be I could be next in line. You have to keep your head on a swivel. But there there might be those moments, but I don't think we're going to have a whole lot of uh, you know Mike Leach viral moments coming from from Zach Arnett. But he's going to tell you exactly what it's on. It would his be mind. surprising if we did. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what what happens here. I really am. I, you know, everybody has been talking about Zach Arnett, you know, eventually becoming a head coach. A lot of people this year even talked about, you know, him being Mike Leach's successor. So uh, I think that this is the best thing for Mississippi State for, for right now. And we'll see how he handles it. I mean, this is a totally different ball game for Zach Arnett leading a, a program and not just leading the defense. But if the way that he leads the defense is indicative of who he is as a coach and you can expand that into a larger role, Mississippi State's in really good hands. Because you look at the organization of that side of the ball, not so much on the field all the time because they can have a little chaos out there, but the organization of the defense, the fact that the it's 11 brothers plus that are always together, you know they're going to ride every single ball game. Um, that speaks well, I think, of Zach Arnett. And look what's happening in the offseason. All the positive news has basically come on that side of the ball with the exception of a couple of things on offense. That that group has been locked in. And I think if you can kind of expand that out to the whole roster, you're in good shape. We did have one kind of viral moment with him. It didn't go as viral as it should, though. Like, what do you mean how good they've been? They've been terrible. <laughs> I loved that. I mean, he was he was like, I you know, it's just we haven't had any good things happen. You're like, well, what what good things have happened, coach? He was like, excuse me? Do you hear what I said? Nothing good. It was great. <laughs> great moment. And um, then he went off on Steph for like Steph what what did Steph say? Steph said something about like, you know, you you've known you know something about I forget what it was. He was like, You're just trying to stir something up. Yeah. Well, he got me that time. I, I asked him something. He was like, I got to be honest with you. That's not a very good question. Like, <laughs> I know I'm right. scared to interview him. I've actually, I actually reached out to see if I could talk to him on, uh, on, on your show next week. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, to be determined. We'll see, but I'm kind of scared if it happens, if it happens. Yeah. You I'm should be scared. What, like, am I going to ask the, the question correctly? Yeah, dress down on, on statewide radio. That'd be hilarious. Everybody would laugh. So I, I would. I would cry. I would laugh. You just go. You go cry like a little bib. 
morning after the teat. I'm I'm kind of scared to be on your show next week. By the nah, way, I can do it. Anybody can do it. One last piece of uh, on the field news, and then we'll uh, hit the break and talk about recruiting. Manuel Forbes going to play in this bowl game? It certainly appears that way. Yes, He's practicing. Yeah, he was. He started practice last uh, Sunday. Was that the f- Saturday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saturday. Uh, all indications are he's going to play. I don't think it's um, officially official, but I don't, you know, I haven't heard anything to the contrary. And of course, you know, he has a, the right to come back and say he doesn't want to, but why would he be up here practicing? Right. He'd be out, you know, training and doing whatever. So, so if that's the case, you've got everybody playing in this bowl game with the exception of Ra Ra's, Avion Thomas, and Dylan Johnson. And you feel like you have the bodies to make that work mm-hmm. on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a win for State to to have a roster like that heading to the bowl game because last year they had those opt outs, mm-hmm. they had the COVID. <clears throat> so I mean, it looks like this team is really locked in on this game and winning this game. And um, um, that would be quite the story. Yes, yes, it absolutely would. I'm trying to remember. I had one other thing to say about Forbes there. I, I, I don't recall what it was, but. Regardless of it, yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, well, I, I kind of knew that. I kind of should have won that. the Thorpe. Should have won the Thorpe. No, no question about that as well. So he's from Grenada, and these are all true things. Thank you for uh, for putting. But it wasn't what it wasn't what you were going to say. Though. None of those were the where I wanted to go. No, no. Regardless of that, good news for Mississippi State. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. This weekend, if you're looking to cook out, throw some beef on the grill. Steaks and burgers, always fantastic. But, hey, there's no college football on this weekend. Maybe some bowl games, so you got all day to do whatever you want to do. Put a brisket out there on the smoker. This is the time of year where, you know, sitting out there and letting it cook for 10 hours, you got time. you got time to do these kind of things. And, of course, the holidays are coming up. Well, if you can put a whole prime rib or a whole beef tenderloin on the table for your family on Christmas, well, then they will be merry for sure. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food right there on University Drive, right there in the middle of the Cotton District. It is the spot, and it's also the spot with some of the best food in town. I say it over and over again when people tell me they're coming to start, but where should I eat? I always say go to Two Brothers. It's always one of my first places to send them. Check it out for yourself if you haven't already, and I can't imagine that you haven't. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Advantage Business Systems, they make it really easy for you to make decisions about your technology you need for your business. They offer the best prices, the best products, and the best service. And if you can get all three of those things under one roof, well, then what are you doing looking anywhere else? When you want to be treated like a neighbor and not a number, you call Advantage Business Systems. You don't have to deal with out-of-state consultants or out-of-the-country call centers. You talk to somebody here in the state of Mississippi. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Rogue in Jackson, their collegiate collection, they have the stuff that dad wants this holiday season. Check them out at The Rogue, their location there. They've been there for so many years, one of the top clothing stores in all the Southeast, or you can shop at therogue.com. Check out the collegiate collection at The Rogue. They've got a brand new shipment in of Peter Millar, quarter zips and vests and pullovers, all with the M over S logo. They are super sharp, super clean, 
And they're what dad wants this holiday season. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Well, we kind of hit it this yesterday, but we'll play the song again anyway. All right, as we talked about on yesterday's show, Miami cornerback Kamari Rogers of Holmes County High School, Madison, Mississippi, his hometown, uh, is now a Bulldog, uh, committed to Mississippi State. Not long after we got off the air, or got got done recording, as I should say, all for our Thursday show, uh, this is something we all saw coming a season ago. We all knew that you know he probably wouldn't last very long at at Miami, and and this is the new face of recruiting, and this is why you keep those relationships open. And now all of a sudden, Mississippi State, a team that you know needs players in the portal, needs depth in the secondary. Looks like it's putting together not only a great portal class, but a great high school class. They've really done a good job of reshaping this secondary and getting some impact guys for next season. Yeah, no doubt. I think jury is still out on Radar Jones just because he hasn't played a whole lot uh, at LSU and just hasn't hasn't been on the field long enough to get kind of his feet underneath him. But I, I do think that there's a lot of potential there to have a, a really good player back there, very athletic. So, I mean, you, there, there's things that he has that you can't teach. Now we'll see if he can actually put that into motion for Mississippi State. But Kamari Rogers is, is still young and looks to be rehabbed from his knee injury, so he should be ready to compete at cornerback for Mississippi State. And then you start looking at this corner class, and it's looking really good, actually for the Bulldogs. Kelly Jones announced on uh, Thursday that he was not visiting Ole Miss. That's a huge win for Mississippi State. And I know he said he was traveling with his family or whatever. I I give a lot of credit to Mississippi State's staff for uh, trying to close this out. And a lot can happen until signing day, so I don't want to say it's over or anything like that, but it's trending to very good news for Mississippi State because I – I really feel like Kelly Jones is going to end up being a four-star by signing day. So that's a big get. And I still don't know if he ends up at corner. I'm still a little skeptical about that just because of size. I mean, 6'4", and uh, a rangy guy who's going to get bigger when he gets to school. So still, jury's still out on that, but he's a great athlete. He's a ball hawk. He's a playmaker. And he's a guy that's going to help Mississippi State. And then you have – Jalen Abram from from Oak Grove looks like he's going to be uh, a good player for Mississippi State. Bryce Pollock, I think that was a huge get for State. He moved up, is moving up to four star status. It seems like on two four seven. So this is the best corner class, and it might be the best secondary class as a whole. Mississippi State has had in a long time if they're able to get Isaac Smith. And that's the key, right now. That that's where Mississippi State is. is completely focused its efforts in recruiting. That's the guy they have to get. I made the comment yesterday that not the same kind of player, not maybe not as talented as a player, but it's quarter like 2016 where they they had to get Jeffrey Simmons. They had to get him to kind of, you know, make it look, make the whole class, it elevated the whole class. Um, and of course, you know, we all know what Jeffrey Simmons brought. I think Isaac Smith can be sort of a similar impact, maybe not as talented, but 
a day one impact player and possible starter from day one if he signs with Mississippi State. LSU, that's where he's supposed to visit this weekend. We'll see if he ends up there or not. But they, you know, and and, and I think Paul said this, and it, it makes so much sense. It's he, Isaac Smith is the make or break guy for Mississippi State in this class. If he signs with LSU, he's just he's just their fourth four star safety. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it just it, it's he's completely irrelevant in that class. Well, and I think that matters to him. And it one thing that I've always said about recruiting is you need to follow the visits, follow where players are going. That'll usually tell you where they're going to go to school. Now, if they visited everyone the same amount of times, then that that changes things. But Isaac Smith has been on Mississippi State's campus every single week during football season for a home football game. And then apparently he was there this past weekend after he had taken an official visit to Mississippi State the week before. Right. So it's obvious nobody is, is you know, tying him up and, and carrying him to Starville and, you know, dumping him on the front doorsteps of the seal. He's willingly coming to Mississippi State uh, for visits because he loves it here. He loves the staff because Mississippi State has made him a priority from the start. LSU came in in the middle of the season, offered him. Ole Miss reportedly has not been recruiting him as hard. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but Mississippi State has made him a priority for the start from the start, and I think that's meant something to him. And he's taking visits every single week to Startville, much like Marquez Dortch did last year. And mm-hmm. that, to me, speaks volumes about a player's intentions. So he may go to um, – LSU this weekend, they might present a good NIL package or something, and he might decide that's where he wants to go. Uh, but as of right now, my optimism is high on him just based on what he continues to do. We Last year, we kind of diminished the uh, Stone Blanton stuff mm-hmm. because you know we thought in the end he would end up in Starville because he was committed to baseball and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, We diminished, I feel like, A.J. Brown for a while because he wasn't coming to, to games, but we thought he would end up here. And then in 2015, Leo Lewis was here every week, and that just, to me, spoke volumes. If a player is, is either constantly at your place or constantly somewhere else, that tells you the story usually. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it plays out on Wednesday, but I feel good about Isaac Smith as of Thursday afternoon. Yeah. We shall see. We shall see what happens. All right. I'll be out all next week. Uh, my mistake on national. I really, I really did believe, Robbie, when when my wife and I planned this vacation, that national signing day was uh, yesterday, as we're recording. I mean, what what are we going? We're we're not even going to have a no. a uh, a show. No, like leading up to signing day, we will not. They will. They will. Just they will. terrible planning on your part. It is. I, I fully admit it. I, I but I, I I screwed up. My birthday being on the on the Wednesday screwed me up. Because I made the third Wednesday of the month, the 21st, and not the 14th. So, my bad, guys. Well, blame Brian for this. It's fine. I have so, nothing to do with this. Out until Monday. Uh, well, I guess I, we're going to record on Christmas Day. We come back on the 26th. What do you want to do? Oh, boy. Ugh. I don't think. I mean, we can't do it on Christmas Day. Yeah. We could do that evening, couldn't we? Do you have something going on that evening? I mean, I'll be at my wife's family's, I think, but 
the like family after, after family after like one o'clock on Christmas Day, it's kind of over for me. Like, I, I might can record that night. All right, we'll I figure. Think anybody, I think everybody, everybody in my family on both sides. Mm-hmm. It, it took a while for my wife's family. Like they just like they would see me on my computer and phone all the time and and get irritated. Mm-hmm. But I think people have figured out that you know I have so many jobs and stuff now. The nature like, of the beast. I, I cannot avoid yeah. it. Yeah. Last Christmas, I was at my in-laws staring at a computer screen, waiting on, or two Christmases ago, I guess, Wait waiting on, on Darius, Darius Perkins. Perkins. Yeah. Last Christmas, I, I gave him a heart. That kid deserves coal. The very next say? day, you gave it away. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. There's Whamageddon to everybody. All right. Uh, so, yeah. I'll be back after Christmas. Merry Christmas. And uh, we'll see you again on hopefully the 26th. Until then, for Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. You are beautiful on the inside. You are innocence personified. And I will drag you down and sell you out. Run away. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.